Welcome to the National Vaccine Information Center's podcast series, Vaccination, Politics, Money, and Media Bias. These podcasts are from previously recorded commentaries, articles, and presentations produced by MVIC, a charitable nonprofit organization. I'm Barbara Lowe Fisher. My son was injured by DPT vaccine in 1980. And this is a reference commentary brought to you by the nonprofit National Vaccine Information Center that can be read on MVIC.org. Freedom of thought, speech, and conscience are inalienable natural and civil rights recognized in America and in countries where respect for autonomy and protection of bodily integrity places limits on the power of the state. Under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, Americans have the legal right to peacefully dissent and petition the government for a redress of grievances. The freedom to use our intelligence and follow our conscience is absolute. When we make a decision that involves taking a risk of injury or death for ourselves or on behalf of our minor child, and the freedom to speak in the digital public square about what that means should be absolute as well. This is a commentary about a special report I have researched and written on the systematic shaming and blaming of parents with vaccine-injured children and the silencing of my voice and information published by the Charitable National Vaccine Information Center in the digital public square, both before and after the declaration of a coronavirus pandemic in 2020. I have submitted the report to the U.S. House Judiciary Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Entitled The Silencing of Barbara Lowe Fisher and the National Vaccine Information Center in the Digital Public Square, a Violation of Freedom of Thought, Speech, and Conscience, the report is anchored with more than 300 live-linked references. It contains information about the collaborative actions taken by government officials, political operatives, corporations, academic and financial institutions, media, philanthropic foundations, and global governmental organizations to target, discredit, discriminate against, and censor me and MVIC for our mission since 1982 to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to defend the legal right of Americans to make voluntary decisions about vaccination without being coerced or sanctioned for the decision made. In researching this report, I was shocked and saddened by the evidence I found to substantiate that I and MVIC have been blacklisted, even though we have a long, transparent, credible public record of working responsibly in the U.S. with the federal and state governments and urging others to do the same. It is clear that we have been subjected to demonization and sanctions because for four decades, we have exercised our right to dissent and criticized the safety and effectiveness of government recommended vaccines. And we have asked federal health officials to fill in the vaccine safety science knowledge gaps. And we have worked in the states to reform US public health policies and vaccine laws to make them more humane. I spent three months researching and writing this report because I wanted to understand who, what, when, how, and why MVIC was ghosted on the internet and my voice was silenced. While we were being demonized and our presence on the internet was slowly being suppressed, 
particularly between 2009 and 2019, which was followed by deplatforming from four major social media platforms and PayPal in 2021. I and MVIC staff and volunteers were so busy trying to deal with the blocking of public access to our information that we did not have time to stop and analyze exactly who was responsible. We poured all of our resources into educating and empowering Americans at the grassroots level in support of the legal right to make informed and voluntary decisions about vaccination. The decades of grassroots education and advocacy that NVIC has performed, particularly at the state level between 10, 2010 and 2020 through the online NVIC advocacy portal, culminated in a national rejection of proposed COVID vaccine mandate bills for children to attend school in America. All 50 state legislatures refused to mandate the federally recommended COVID-19 vaccine for children as a condition of receiving a private or public school education. Even though the government mandated the vaccine for federal employees and large private corporations as a condition of employment. It is an historic milestone in the history of state-based grassroots advocacy that no legislature in America forced parents to choose between denying their children a school education or injecting them with a biological product recommended by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a product which has proven to be highly reactive and unreliable in preventing infection and transmission. In my report, I take the reader on a chronological step-by-step -step journey from 1982 through 2023, giving an overview of the history of the vaccine safety and informed consent movement in America against the backdrop of the creation of a global mass vaccination infrastructure facilitated by public-private business partnerships encouraged and funded by Congress. I describe the major players who for the past decade especially have sought to block online conversations about vaccination that do not conform with government and World Health Organization policy and have used public opposition to vaccine mandates as a political tool to help build what is being aptly characterized as the censorship industrial complex or the disinformation industrial complex. In the early 1980s, Parents of DPT vaccine injured children went head to head with the mandatory vaccination lobby led by the pharmaceutical industry, public health and medical trade. And we managed to secure historic acknowledgement in the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986 that vaccine safety should be made a national priority. That accomplishment was based on the fact that federally licensed and recommended vaccines for children which are mandated by states, can and do injure and kill a minority of them. Acknowledgement of that inconvenient truth in the late 20th century, a truth still often denied by those conducting the business of vaccination, planted the first seeds that grew into a national and international censorship industrial complex in the 21st century, which targets not only vaccine hesitancy, but a cross-section of political, economic, cultural value, and belief issues. 
In this report, I have told the story from an eyewitness perspective of a mother whose child was injured by a crude pertussis vaccine in 1980 that could have been made safer. And as co-founder of a charity where I worked for 14 years to get a less reactive pertussis vaccine licensed for America's babies in 1996. And as author of referenced articles and books, public presentations for government vaccine advisory committees, congressional and state legislature testimony, television debates and video commentaries that have been posted on MVIC.org's four websites and in other forums on the internet since 1995. I've connected the dots so the reader can appreciate the scope and influence of the great wealth and political power held by those who have built the spider web of a global infrastructure institutionalizing censorship of freedom of thought, speech, and conscience about vaccination and health, especially in the new digital public square. I provide readers with live links to papers, articles, and documents using language to denigrate individuals and groups that criticize vaccine policy and law that were published by or under the guidance of individuals associated with the United Nations, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Director of National Intelligence, Department of State, Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Department of Defense, Department of Health and Human Services, the U.S. Surgeon General, and other government agencies. There are links to published evidence that big philanthropic foundations and think tanks such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, Bloomberg Philanthropies, World Economic Forum and Aspen Institute, as well as organizations representing Big Pharma, like the Sabin Vaccine Institute and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, have funded and collaborated with universities and government agencies and affiliated for-profit media companies like NewsGuard to urge censorship of freedom of thought and speech. There are live links to reports by a foreign political operative, Imran Ahmed, who founded the Center for Countering Digital Hate in the United Kingdom. He has spread false information and engaged in defamatory attacks on me, MVIC, and a number of speakers who presented at MVIC's fifth international public conference on vaccination, protecting health and autonomy in the 21st century that was held online in October 2020. He created the first blacklist of individuals and organizations like MVIC targeted for defunding and elimination from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. A blacklist that was used by government officials and media outlets to put pressure on social media companies to silence my voice and MVIC's presence on the internet. In my report, there are live links to medical literature and media articles in which professors at major universities and medical organizations hurl abuse at parents of vaccine-injured children and call for those they label anti-vaxxers to have their freedom of speech taken away. This includes doctors and professors affiliated with Johns Hopkins University, University of Pennsylvania, Emory University, Baylor University, New York University, Stanford University, Brown University, University of Washington, University of California, Mayo Clinic, George Washington University, Harvard University, and more. Some have called for physicians sharing information with parents 
and patience about vaccine risks and failures that does not conform with government policy to lose their medical licenses. And for Americans who decline vaccines for themselves or their children to be sued and fined and arrested. When I finished and reviewed the report, I thought to myself, it reads like a crime novel. That is because blacklisting and censoring ordinary Americans who are treated like enemies of the state simply because they exercise freedom of thought, speech, and conscience is a crime that should never have happened. Today, MVIC is struggling to survive. We are doing everything we can to stay the course and connect with parents desperately searching for information they need to protect their children from harm. Information we did not have when we were young parents and had been kept in the dark by the very same players who are operating the global public health empire and censorship industrial complex today. We need your help because people tell us over and over again that when they conduct online searches, it is almost impossible to find MVIC.org, a website we established in 1995 and today is the oldest and largest consumer operated website on the internet publishing information about vaccines and diseases. They tell us they don't know about the MVIC Advocacy Portal, a free online communications network that helps residents of every state work to protect their legal right to make vaccine choices for themselves and their children, and to protect their medical privacy from being violated in electronic vaccine tracking systems, and to protect their right to hold a job without getting every government recommended vaccine. Most people don't know that MVIC publishes a digital weekly journal newspaper at the website thevaccinereaction.org, which was launched online in 2015 after being founded in print published form in 1995. And they don't know they can read descriptions of vaccine reactions filed in the Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System by going to the medalerts.org website a user-friendly search engine that MVIC has sponsored since 2006. Before being blacklisted, MVIC was in touch with hundreds of thousands of Americans every day on major social media platforms, and we had a stable donor base. Now, if anyone shares MVIC's well-referenced vaccine information or talks about vaccine concerns on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, their accounts are in danger of being canceled, so they can't have conversations with friends and family members online. Mothers tell us that if they ask a doctor a question about vaccine reactions or want to alter the CDC's vaccination schedule and give their infants and children fewer vaccines on one day, they are threatened or thrown out of the doctor's office and their children are denied medical care. A lot of people tell us they are afraid that one day they will be forced to get vaccines they don't want or be fired from their jobs or denied medical insurance or a passport or blocked from entering a hospital when they or a loved one gets sick or worse. We all remember what was done to Americans in the name of public health and national security during the COVID-19 pandemic emergency declaration. 
We remember how sick we or someone we cared about felt after suffering a COVID vaccine reaction. Many are still suffering from the long-term effects of those vaccine reactions. Just like many of us are still suffering from being infected with SARS-CoV-2, a mysteriously mutated virus that appears to have leaked from a Chinese biohazard lab that received US federal agency funding. We wanna be free to talk about what we think about all of that with our friends, family, and colleagues in the virtual public square, which is the First Amendment right of every American. And when we realize our cell phones and computer searches are being secretly monitored by government and big tech, and we are blocked from speaking freely on the internet about health and vaccination issues we care deeply about, we know something is very, very wrong. I never imagined that after I had spent more than two decades serving as a consumer member on federal vaccine advisory committees and responsibly participating in public engagement projects, begging government officials to do the science, to identify genetic, epigenetic, and other biological high-risk factors that make some individuals more vulnerable to suffering vaccine reactions so their lives could be spared, that I would be thanked with overt discrimination and abuse. I was devastated to learn that government officials have worked with political operatives, corporations, the media, and academic institutions to characterize public conversations about vaccine risks and failures as a threat to national security in order to label me and others as anti-vaxxers using words like malignant and domestic threat actor for the purpose of blacklisting and justifying the silencing of our voices in the public square. This is not the America my parents and I grew up in. It is not the America I want my children and grandchildren to grow up in. And I am not alone. I know that my life's work and the mission of the MVIC to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education in memory of the vaccine injured is and always has been just. And I know the truth will shine bright and clear when all the evidence about this shameful era in US history is revealed by others with access to far more information than I have. In the meantime, I and the staff and volunteers at MVIC will not be silent and surrender to the censorship industrial complex. As we have done for 41 years, we will stand and defend the natural right of all Americans to freely choose when and for what reason we are willing to risk our life or the life of our minor child without being punished by the state. Because if the state can tag, track down, and force individuals against their will to be injected with biologicals of known and unknown toxicity today, then there will be no limit on which individual freedoms the state can take away in the name of the greater good tomorrow. Please read my report and share it with everyone you know. Join MVIC's mission and take action to educate your friends, family, and community about vaccination, health, and autonomy. Please make a donation to MVIC 
during this 14th annual Vaccine Awareness Week because we cannot do this alone. Be the one who never has to say, you did not do today what you could have done to change tomorrow. With your help, our mission will continue. No forced vaccination, not in America. Before you take a risk, find out what it is. To learn more about vaccines, diseases, and the human right to inform consent, visit mvic.org, the website of the nonprofit charity, the National Vaccine Information Center. Since 1982, MVIC has worked to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to secure informed consent protections in U.S. vaccine policies and laws. Visit mvic.org and mvicadvocacy.org to get well-referenced vaccine information that you can trust and share with your family, friends, and members of your community. It's your health, your family, your choice.